Welcome to Broadcast with a capital BR. I'm your host, Geo, and I'm joined by our co-host, Elmer Fudd, and we thank you for clicking that play button. Elmer, how are you doing tonight, buddy? Dude, I am phenomenal. There is so much stuff to talk about tonight. A lot of stuff getting debunked from our last episode already, which is exactly how you want it to be. You know, we've got so many trailers, so many leaks. We're so close this next season and everything. And uh, dude, there's just, it's a jam packed episode tonight. Oh man. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people were like, Garrett, you know, why, why are you doing the bi-weekly show? And I'm like, man, this worked perfect oh for us. Oh my God. Yes. And then, you know, the, the big thing about this is that our next show together will have played season 11. We're talking yes. about what's coming and then we're going to be able to play it and tell you how great it is. Hopefully. I mean, we've, we've already heard from content creators. We've heard from testers and everything that this is going to be a big season. This is going to be a great season for Apex, and I look forward to it. And I look forward to what we're going to do together when we play together and drop yeah, on dude. Storm Point. Ooh, my God, it's be dude, that what 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 do we call it? A rash tane. A rash tane mm-hmm. is going to be incredible. It is. It's going to be dope. So, broadcast is an Apex Legends podcast. It is your number one ultimate source of Apex Legends related content from news deep dives to community-related topics. We hope that you will join our quest for knowledge and mastery as we explore Apex together. I'm going to get better at that, but that that's our intro. That sounded great. Uh, hey, yeah, we're, we're going. I got goosebumps, dude. My nipples got hard. We're ready. Hey, there we go. There we go. <laughs> so let's cover the topics for today. So the first thing, of course, is we're going to go over some announcements and quick topics, which you're going to be very interested in. Um, we're going to cover the question of the week. And then lastly, we're broken down season 11 into three different topics. These topics are the launch trailer, the gameplay trailer, and then all of the new content coming to you for season 11. And this includes what we already know and some of the leaks that have been put out there by data miners and uh, apparently cheaters too. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. Yeah. That's the thing we can do now. Who knew? Yeah, who knew, you know, who knew that we could be as bad as Call of Duty with cheaters? Who, you know, who knew? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, first off, let's go ahead and start with our show announcement. So on Saturday, October 30th is our first event. Um, this is broadcast first official event, and we are having a pop-up kill race. And here's exactly what you need to do. From 8 p.m. CST to 12 a.m. CST, you need to collect as many kills in the Shadow Royale event as you can. Ooh. You need to take us. Yeah, I mean, dude, let me tell you what. So this Halloween event this this time around hasn't really felt present to me. Like it hasn't really until this made, week. Yeah, until this week. And oh, so, like, I absolutely I think, agree. I don't know. And have you been able to play the Shadow Royale event this week at all? I've. I'm going to jump into it tomorrow night. So I'm super excited because this is my this is one of my favorite events of the year. I it is so much fun. I love the ambiance. It's one of the few times I can go to uh, Skull Town again, <laughs> so I'm oh, a man. happy guy. But have you been able to jump in? Oh, dude, I got to jump in tonight Ooh. with uh, Kyle from the Dropping Spicy Discord, now our Discord, of course. And, man, I think my best game was 17 kills. I believe it, dude. It was nuts. And the thing that gets me now is I didn't know this until I dropped in. I guess it was because I didn't really read the notes about it. Um, but there was prowlers attacking me. I mean, oh, shadow really? prowlers. Yeah, dude, it gets like insane. Cause we were approaching, I, I, I got my first win in shadow Royale tonight, which that was like the 17 kill game. We actually, as a, Oh, thank you. As a total, we collected 39 kills during that game. Ooh. So it was a lot. <laughs> we put forth a lot of work. Yeah. Um, so this, uh, this event this weekend, you're going to have some big numbers coming in then. 
Yeah, I mean, I plan on being a part of the event. I mean, oh, absolutely. The, the goal for you listeners is: can you beat the host? Can you? I mean, Ooh, I don't know. That's a thought. I've been playing. I played a fuse in it, and so like you know, the damage from his uh, his tactical to these things have been. You know, it allows me to do more damage for um, towards the shadows and things like that. So, you know, that's uh, it's interesting. So I definitely wish you all to jump in for to that and uh, join us in that quest for killing as many zombies or shadow creatures as you want to call them. I call them, I don't know, either way, um, as you can get as many kills as you can. And then simply all we need you to do is send the screenshots of your in game of each game you play. Right. So we're not saying play from eight to twelve all the way through. You can, that's the best way to win your, win the, win the prize. But you know, if you only have two hours, just do it for two hours and then send those to me via discord. My name on discord is geo number four, five, seven, four. And the person who has the most kills will gain a thousand apex coins and be sent straight to your account. List a thousand apex coins right before a new season. That Mm -hmm. my man, that is perfect timing. That's your battle pass for your next season. And and the biggest thing, too, is, is if you stream, you will be highlighted on broadcasts Discord, our Twitter, and possibly our Twitch, but also get an extra 10 points towards your score. So, you know, you definitely need to jump in there and start streaming. And the only way that you can gain those 10 points is if you dress up in a costume. And as we stated last time, it cannot just be teeth. It needs to be a costume. Yeah. Right? Head to toe. Go all out. This is a fun thing. You can get a thousand coins. Man, take it to the next level. Yeah, this is going to be exciting. And so the next event that I'd like to showcase is the Dropping Spicy Tournament that's coming up on November 5th. So I just want to tell you a little bit about it. So it is a trios event. It is a Battle Royale trios pubs only where you have teams of three and you allow one substitute. So the points are actually going to be an ALGS style. It's one point per kill with a placement points of 12 nine seven five four three two one according to what place you get um for the match and so basically from that there's only a couple rules that you need to follow you need to have at least a level 50 account um you need to have at least one team member that will stream the entire two hours um they will have host out of atom bomb and exomat exomat is a um, a current host on the dropping spicy podcast and Adam bomb fills in quite a bit, but I think he's more of like a community management role. Oh yeah. Um, he For actually, almost everybody yeah, anymore. <laughs> that guy is oh, everywhere. Yeah. It's awesome. He creates logos. And to be honest with you, you know, I've ever since I've been in dropping spicy or, you know, affiliated with them, um, you know, me, him and crazy were always the duo or the trio that, you know, played together and the relationship we formed through being dads and being, people who can't play apex till later at night and things like that has been uh it's been a lot to me uh as a as a person and you know personally if there's any way i can support adam bomb in any of his efforts especially when it comes to tournaments i'm going to do it absolutely man so jumping on there all you need to do is join the dropping spicy discord um to do that just go to mashthosebuttons.com and look at dropping spicy and you'll be able to find the discord link there uh, to join the mash those buttons discord which includes the dropping spicy crew um but Something else that we have through the pipeline is Elmer Fudd is returning with his turnies. Oh. Why don't you tell us about it? My God, that's me. Did you did you mention that we're going to be actually in the Dropping Spicy Tourney, though? Oh, shoot. Yeah. Well, tell them about our composition that you've got yes. his name for. Yes. So not only is Dropping Spicy hosting a tournament, right? 
I I get to compete in one, which I'm super excited about. Finally, but it's gonna be it's gonna be me. It's gonna be Geo and Mister. B- uh, it's Blind Mirage, right? I always just call him yeah, Bert. It's Blind Mirage. Blind Mirage. I always forget his his Twitch channel. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be the three of us together on a team. And I believe the name we went with, I I thought of it and I can't remember now. Was Facebook it? Marketplace? <laughs> That's right, <laughs> Facebook Marketplace. So if you're out there competing, you better look out for Facebook Marketplace. Because hey, is that win still available? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and our composition, and and just be expecting aggression the entire tournament. Because I believe that our man Elmer Fudd's going to be playing Ash. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna double down on Ash here, dude. Oh yeah, and then I'm I think I'm playing. I'm either going to play Fuser Revenant. I, Revenant is of course more towards Ash's style, so I might oh, yeah. do that. And then we've got Bert on the Octane. So we're going to be looking for those kills. I don't know High if we're going to win, but. Oh, yeah. But know. either way, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of screaming and hype and just pushing everything we can and, and hopefully getting some cool moments. <laughs> yeah. And, and the best thing about it is that the next day comes one of the biggest events that's going to happen for season 11. Right, Fud? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen out there. You know, it's the weekend, it's Extra Life Weekend, right? Which is an incredible charity event organization. Um, we got the new season launching for Apex with a new legend, new map, new gun. It's it's something I, I had to jump back in on. So the 25th Community Apex Legends Tournament hosted by myself will be November 6th, that Saturday from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Uh, the points go as follow. Every kill is a point. Every win is five points. And if you get a top three, that is two points. The name of the game is kills. It is a kill race through and through. Uh, One member of every team does need to be streaming. And with that on my channel, me and Cheesy, who has hosted a few of these tournaments with me, we will be getting drunk as hell. We will be shoutcasting all of your gameplay, having incredible laughs. Uh, Come out and hang out and watch your friends there compete. Um, So if you have a team, Give me a stream link, DM me, uh, team name, your roster, everything. I'll get you in the um, tournament Discord, set you up with your own channel where you'll post your scores after each match. We have a live scoreboard, so by the time the tournament's over, we already know who's the winner. Pick our MVPs. Hoorah, big feeling, big jives. It's great. And I'm very excited to be jumping back into this, man. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, and I talked to Adam Bum earlier about the tournament that we're getting into, and... You know, one of the things I said is, you know, I don't see broadcast ever really having to have a tournament because we're able with you and your tournaments and the in the 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 tournaments you built and the community you've built. You know, as long as you're willing to continue those and I'm willing to aid in those, I'm going to support you in any way. Um, and that would mean I would rather have your tournaments than have actual broadcast. <laughs> oh, thanks, so. man. No, nah, we we can do some broadcast stuff. There's some there's some good shit out there for us. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, but for me, man, like to be in an Elmer Fudd tournament is it was always the highlight of my month. Oh, um, not only not only in Apex, but even in Call. I mean, I played in your Call of Duty tournament. You did, too. yeah, man. Um, and it, it's always been fun. It never failed. I'd post a tournament, and like 30 minutes later, there'd be Geo in either Discord. Hey, looking for a team. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, dude, it was, I mean, that even the Call of Duty tournaments, man, I've played, I've even played in cash prize tournaments and it doesn't, it doesn't equate to the Elmer Fudd hype. It, it just doesn't. Ah, dude, thanks, and, man. 
you know, so definitely you guys jump into that. So, you know, this week, these next two weekends are going to be super busy. You've got our kill race where you can earn some apex coin. You've got, you know, dropping spicy. You've got Elmer Fudd tournament. Um, not only that, but you've got some more episodes of broadcast coming directly to you Ooh. all about the ALGS. So if you didn't get to catch our ALGS episode, that was mainly me um, discussing the first week of ALGS, the first split where I talked about Europe, Middle East and Africa, not Asia, not Asia. <laughs> I felt so bad. Africa, yeah. I Dude, felt so bad for that Africa. episode. That episode was great. I got to listen to that earlier today, man. And you did a really it. good job you by yourself going through all the information. It was to the point, but it was interesting. I really enjoyed it, man. You did a good job. Yeah. So one thing I will never do again is cover the structure. So if you want to hear about the structure, <laughs> you can go back and, uh, and hear about that. The only thing I will be telling you about is what we will actually be talking about on the weeks to come. So this week in particular, the goal is to release an episode by Sunday for uh, the North America region's week two games. And so then we'll move, we'll be moving on to APEC North, APEC South and South America in the future. Um, but definitely catch those. And we will have possibly a new co-host out of Dr. Shrimpley. And if you Ooh. haven't met him before, he cast the chicken coop tournaments. So as far as casting goes, this guy knows his stuff. Oh, and absolutely. He's very interesting. I mean, this dude's fun. I've been playing with him. He helped me grind in apex arenas this week i actually went from gold to plat finally i i placed in gold gold dude yeah i placed in gold one at the very beginning and literally just haven't made a decision you're like yeah it's there it's all good yeah i'm just not an apex arenas person but i mean the grind with him and and the use of loba on maps such as encore to steal the early loot from all the bins so that the enemy team can't get them has just been nasty i mean these people would try to go get hills and by the time that they would even think about running towards the bin to get them, I w- we'd already popped a Loba ult and stole all the loot. So nobody had any loot. Um, so unless Dirty. they bought that, yeah, it was, it was nasty. And Dr. Shrimpley is one of the best personalities I've ever met. Um, and so as long as he's able to commit to these ALGS episodes, I will be happy to have him. So thank you, Dr. Shrimpley for an amazing week in apex and uh, for us uh, getting together and, and possibly doing these episodes. And then lastly, the last announcement we have is you need to go and support Apex by leaving a Steam review. There has been issues with servers and things like that, which has caused negative reviews and it's caused the status to go to mixed. I've announced this the last couple of podcasts and I definitely want to keep going until I can maybe make a change. I don't know. I'm just going to try it. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Still, all reviews are in that category is very positive. But those recent reviews are sitting in mixed and that can add up fast. Yeah. So definitely, you know, get it. We need to get it changed back from mixed of a very positive. And the only way to do that is for you to go right now to steam and leave a review. Even if you are on Xbox, even if you are on a PS4, if you love the game, I mean, a a big part of the apex community is the PC players and to keep that going, we need your help. Right. Um, As a, as a PC player. So with that, why don't we go ahead and move into our to- next topic, which is question of the week, which Elmer Fudd, you can take this one. Absolutely. So our, our next question of the week here is I want you to look in your heart, right? Choose mm-hmm. an apex legend character, choose a legend. What time period in history would you place them? And what role would they play in that time period? 
Gee, I know you are chomping at the bit. You, dude, you've I am been all over with this one today. Yes, dude, I am super excited because, and so this, this comes directly, this actually, the question comes directly from what I've been doing recently in my life. And that has been grinding the series of Vikings. So oh, Vikings, yes. Like such a great series. It's about the adventures of Ragnar Lofbrook and his sons. Um, it's about the conquest of, uh, you know, of uh, Northumbria and all these different areas, France and Wessex and all this by the Vikings and also the internal conflicts of the Viking Vikings as they fight each other and all kinds of, it's all kinds of craziness. I mean, you had a dude that got his back cut open, took an ax to his, 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 uh, spinal cord, cut his uh, ribs open and pulled his lungs over his shoulder called a blood Eagle to like <laughs> torture the guy. And the whole thing behind it was in order to enter Valhalla, he could not make a sound during that. He had to take Jesus. it like a man. And he did. Like he did. I don't want to spoil it. I'm not going to tell you the character's name, but the dude did it. And he's in Valhalla. You know, that's insane. Let's go. So, of course, there's only one character in Apex that makes any sense in the Viking world, and that is Bloodhound. Oh, yeah. Hell the All Father. Hey, man. So, so one of the characters in Vikings is. Uh, this character that his name Floki, and he is known for his worship of the gods, uh, Thordan, Freya, uh, Freyus, all these other gods, and uh, in in that in that uh, religion or whatever. And so Bloodhound re- reminded me of Floki. You know, Bloodhound is someone that's always talking about the All Father, someone who's stuck in their ways as far as what they believe you've got the, the Raven on the shoulder in the show, you see the Raven everywhere, um, you know, represented. So to put bloodhound in that era as a representative of the gods and maybe some kind of like Viking Lord or Viking or someone that they would visit as like a seer to, to talk to the gods would be, you know, where I would place um, them in the history um, of the world sometimes in the golden age of the Viking is where I would place bloodhound. So I put a lot of thought in this one. Oh yeah. Um, but I would, you know, it, it really got me excited for the question. So FUD, I of course want to know what character have you chosen and what part of history have you placed them in? Okay. All right. So I, I had a really fun time with it. I immediately knew what I wanted to do here. And um, did you watch the Sherlock Holmes movies? The uh, Robert Downey Jr. Ones. Yes. I, yeah, I did. Yeah. So Irene Adler, who's that, you know, the female thief chick, right? Mm-hmm. So like Victorian era, um, England, right? Like an Irene Adler type mm-hmm. person, but like Loba as like oh. a Victorian era thief mm-hmm. with like, you know, the, you know, the, all the costume work and that, you know, and that era going, you know, jewel thiefing and everything. I'm like, God, this would be amazing. That'd be a sick TV show too. Yeah. That was, that's where Man. I went. And those girls wore tight pants. Yes, they did. And the corsets and life is good. If you if you want to join a community, you need to join our Discord because yes. immediately once I asked this question to the entire Discord, it was like, I don't even care what period, but I'm just going to place Loba in this period it's so like, she can be with me. And yes. And I liked, uh, what was it, Dr. Shrimpley's answer. It's always fused during the emu wars in Australia. Maybe they would have won. Exactly. I mean, this, uh, our discord is one that's already, you know, we don't have, we have over 50 people now, so it's been really great as far as growth wise. 
Um, we don't have a whole bunch of conversation going on, but whenever the conversation happens, it hits. It's and good. It sticks and you get involved. Um, and I definitely want to shout some other people that answered this. Um, you know, the, the Loba lust was, uh, oh, was next actually level. agent. It was Otana. I had to shout out your names because yeah, uh, you, you need to, you need to stop a drooling over there for Loba. And then we had Spry Fox, which kind of brought caustic into this St. Germain role. And so of course my St. Germain answer. knowledge is, you know, my St. Germain knowledge is all Castlevania wise. Yeah. The oh, newest, same. I mean, <laughs> And so I see him as, uh, you know, in, in Spry Fox said that it's because he's mysterious, intelligent. He's an alchemist. He's rumored to dealt with dark things. And that's exactly who Caustic is. And then Spry Fox actually put Horizon as like a Marie Curie um, at the turn of the 20th century, a revolutionary female scientist who discovers and leads, leads to upheaval despite their good intentions. I mean, that is exactly who Horizon oh, is. hundred percent. And I, I love that Spry Fox like actually put the thought into it that we probably all should have. And the rest was just like, nah, Loba, she'll, mm-hmm. she'll kill mammoths with that ass. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, you know, it, but Hey, you know what? I, I don't even care. It's, it's, I love the answers to the question. And that's exactly why we're doing this question of the week so that you all can get your shot at getting included in the show and, yeah. and we can have a little bit of fun with it. Getting your personality out there. Yeah. I mean, and that's exactly what it's for. So all right, with that, we're past the question of the week. Let's go ahead and hop into our launch trailer. Ooh. So the Ooh. launch trailer was the first thing that launched, of course. Right? <laughs> the launch, launch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it Interesting. Was, and as a launch trailer, it was, of course, the first interaction or first, in, not interaction, introduction to the new map, to the new character, and even some of the new content that comes with all that. So what I'm going to do is do exactly like me and Spry Fox used to do whenever I was a part of the ready room. And I'm going to try to break down that trailer. Oh yeah. Here so, we go. Paint a picture right, for me. So don't worry about a thing. Cause, <laughs> Cause every little thing yeah. going to be all right. That was, that was, I'm not even going to talk about the voice cracks and don't make fun of me. Never. No, I wouldn't dream of it. <laughs> so we open up with Nessie a wonderfully done bobblehead with a tropic vibe. And so Nessie's got the little, uh, I don't even know what you call it, but the, it, she looks like a girl. It's a hula girl, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we got her. We got, we then join Mirage and Bangalore as they get on, uh, you know, come into the shore on a boat where, you know, Bangalore's all about business because that's exactly who Bangalore is. We need to get to the high ground. Yeah. Let's get to the high ground. But then he's like, he sees Octane run out and do his little Octane craziness. He sees Gibby fishing. He sees Rampart chasing them. Cock, uh, I mean, uh, chickens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, all things, you know, this is, this yeah. is a pretty, uh, this is a highly rated launch trailer. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Yeah. And so Mirage then lays down to relax on this night this random chair and and asked to put sunscreen on regardless of the fact he's actually wearing his fully glove and then puts <laughs> lotion on his actual glove and i'm like yeah i don't know if this works like you think it works what and then all of a sudden he goes into this dream where he's this prowler sitting on top of him right this huge 
it's actually kind of a cute animal. I'm not it was actually lie. really adorable. I, it was pretty cute. You know, bright colors. The only thing that was a little bit nasty was the drool. Of course, Mirage runs from the Prowler and forgets his gun because that's exactly who Mirage mm-hmm. is. He's a forgetful. And then tries person. to shoot it with the bottle of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> turns around and just squirts a bottle at the thing. Goes, oh, shit. And the camera pans to the Mozambique on the chair. I was like, oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> and, exact, and, of course, who saves him? Bangalore because she's she's there. She's there. Uh, And of course, then they get attacked. So then this is when a series of attacks happen. So you have the trio of caustic rampart and rev caustic ults on them, um, throws the gas down at the feet of Bangalore and Mirage. And then you have Ash who comes in and with the, with the squad wipe just demolished these people by, you know, chopping off Revenant's head, shooting people in the head, all kinds of craziness. And this is where we actually first get to see Ash's tactical and her passive. We get to see the electric shock from the tactical. We get to see her look at the dead body of Revenant and say, let's go right to the next group, which, uh, no, didn't she, cool. well, she looked at Revenant and didn't she say something like, I thought you'd be harder to kill or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So like a- badass. <laughs> a stab at this fellow like simulacrum that, that definitely it was interesting for that. Um, she then uses her passes to lead them into a fight at a crash ship where Mirage makes a joke. That's, you know, about crashing a ship. And then Bangalore looks at him like, that's why are you talking about my brother? Like that, I brother. hate you. Yeah. <laughs> like, shut up. Didn't, bro. didn't Mirage crash a ship though? Mirage has done everything that's that true, that's true. leads to death in this whole entire universe. I don't <laughs> even know. Well, then they run into a Sierra path and a Watson only to be charged by this large group of spiders once they demolish them. Right. So the seer gets taken up by the spider webs um, and then they get chased by the spiders all the way out to a bridge where in the background is this actually really cool, large storm. Right. Yeah. And so one of the, most epic scenes from the entire launch trailer was whenever they had a flyer coming in at them on the bridge and Ash just like pulls out her sword and <laughs> completely cuts the flyer in half. Nonchalantly. Like, like it was just like, yeah, oh, I've got an itch on my back. Yep. Who wants flyer for dinner? Yes. Over here? And of up. course, then we get them third partied, right? Cause like, let's, let's be honest, right? There's going to be probably times in the map where you're getting chased by the PVE uh, content and you're going to get third partied in that fight with the PVE by another team. All so they got the third time. Yeah. And so they got third partied by Horizon, Gibby and Octane, where, you know, of course, Horizon and, and Dr. Reed or Ash look at each other like, hey, I know you. And like she says, you should have stayed where I put you or something like that, you know, because she's the one that made her fly out into space. And then, of course, you know, they take down that team. And then the video ends with, you know, Mirage falling down where he then looks up and sees Ash come out of her portal. And just like Ash died in her scene during the stories of the outline outlands, Mirage gets stabbed through the back all the way through the body by Ash and wakes up realizing that he was in a dream with a bunch of dead legends that were recent was, was playing and having fun, but now they're all dead. And Ash is like, all right, let's go. Let's go. So, I mean, and then of course you get the whole, Baby, don't worry about a thing. Every little thing is going to be all right. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, 
So basically, you know, that is the launch trailer in a nutshell. So you don't even have to go watch it now. I, I just illustrated yeah. it completely for you. You know, you should have everything you need right there. I closed <laughs> my eyes and I saw the whole thing, man. It was gorgeous. Yeah. So some of the thoughts that we had. Um, so one of the first thoughts is this obviously showcases Ash as a character. Oh, absolutely. Right? That was the main, the main thing of this was like, hey, here she is. If you haven't played Titanfall, this is showing that she's a big deal. Pilots mm-hmm. are strong. There's a reason she was, you know, in charge of arenas and she's here and she's not messing around. No, she's not. She's she's here to cut down teams, cut down the enemies. She is definitely the dark side of Dr. Reed, which we will discuss later on. And, uh, you know, her abilities are dangerous just as her attitude is. Um, not only that, but we also got to see the showcase of the new map. I mean, we now know that they've approached this island because well, Mirage thinks he's on vacation. Oh, yeah. We know that this isn't a map. This isn't an area for a vacation. This is an area where death happens. This is a death island. Um, and then we got to see the showcase of the PVE content, the prowlers, um, the spiders, and how that will be interact, how you interact with that in the environment. Of course, we're going to talk about the gameplay trailer next. So we'll talk more about that. Um, but just this whole vibe of tropic murder destruction and and like blood of course like the final is respawn popping up with like the waters filled with red blood right yeah that respawn logo coming out well and the thing is is like there's been some pretty brutal moments in trailers before right um Mm -hmm. but like the straight up like the just seeing the shadow of her with a sword in someone and just like you Mm -hmm. hear the crunching of bones it just goes la da 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 and drags her sword through their body (laughs) and you're like Oh my God, just like absolutely destroying these people in vivid detail in this, in this trailer, which we haven't seen before. I really dug that. Yeah. I mean, it was dope. And I think that what we saw there was hopefully a finisher. Yes. I mean, that would be dope oh. as a finisher. Um, so, you know, I think overall, you know, there was a lot of talk about the animation not being as good as some of the past trailers, which was true. If you look at the animation of lifelines face versus lifelines face in some of the past trailers, the animation wasn't as, as detailed, but that, I don't really think that's what they were going for. They were going for like a fun tropic. This is oh, yeah. death and, you know, a kind of like a cool vibe. And I think they did that with the music, with everything. They, they, they gave character to Ash. They gave character to the map. They allowed the other characters to shine through, through, uh, you know, who Mirage is, who Bangalore is, um, and, and we got to experience all these characters, not only in a fun way, but also in a, you know, we're here to do, we're, we're here to fight. This is a game where we're all locked in this death match, um, battle Royale. And we're, and we're here to, you know, third party you, we're here to be serious. Um, but if you have Ash on your team, you're going to completely destroy everybody. Oh yeah. Right. And I think is correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like this is the first trailer where Mirage hasn't actually died. Like, I feel like in every trailer he gets shot in the head. Yeah, because he didn't technically die. I mean, yeah, he got at all. He got stabbed through, but then he woke up and he was fine. So I think this might be the first time he hasn't died in a trailer. Yeah. So and and the the thing is is <laughs> that actually is a good segue into our next trailer, which he actually does die in That's uh, a lot. Yeah, yeah. 
he does quite a bit in this next trailer. Um, but our next topic, of course, is the gameplay trailer. Did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about with the launch trailer? Yeah, I mean, like it was really cool how close these two were together because you could you could really dive deep into the launch trailer, which I saw a lot of people doing and trying to, you know, really pick out the abilities for Ash from it, which is hard to do in a stylized trailer. And then, you know, everyone had their thoughts and ideas. And then the gameplay trailer came like shortly after that. And then we got to see exactly what it was. So it was just as a community, it was fun watching everyone kind of like frame by frame the launch trailer and then kind of like get debunked or proven right later. But yeah, I mean, it was beautiful as always. Like I liked the pacing. It was fun to see everyone except Wraith. We didn't see Wraith at all in the whole trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's just, they always do such a good job with these, with these trailers and they hype it up so hard and you just want to play. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a launch trailer. I mean, it's a great launch trailer. They do very well. Um, it, it just amazes me what they can do with such, you know, whenever you look at one season launching and then like not really not that distant in the future comes another one. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. So with that, why don't you go ahead and tell us exactly what happened in the gameplay trailer? Yeah. So we get, we finally, we get the gameplay trailer, which is of course in engine, all the, yes. all the abilities, uh, some really cool new skins, some guns in action, some emotes and all that great stuff. Let me paint you a picture here. We start out right mm. deep in the oceans of Gaia with a Dude. land rich with history where the air crackles with energy. They call it storm point storm point storm point. Oh, dude, I, dude, that was, that was such a dope introduction to what we were about to be fed. I'm yes. especially with, with Ash being in that picture as it, as it's being, uh, you know, ending, you're just like, oh man, what what's about to happen next? So they hype it up. So what well, happened? It was next? a good flow because like the other the the launch trailer was like really happy islandy and then got really intense and ended. And this one kind of like led forward from that. Boom! We already we've already set the energy and here we are. So we got a really good look at a bunch of POIs around the map. Um, we end up with Ash overlooking the ocean at the end. Um, but some of these POIs like are incredible. There's a lot of verticality going on in here. Um, a lot of, a lot of like sub, what do you want? It's like basement level kind of stuff, but it's opening like caves, uh, multi-tiered buildings, towers, cliff faces with different levels on it. Like this is going to be fantastic for obviously, you know, with Ash being added in with her, with her new ultimate, which we'll cover later. Cause we were, I think we're, I think that was the one ability we got right in our ep- last mm-hmm. episode. But her ability to jump around everywhere, you know, you're going to have your octanes and everyone. It's it's going to be great to have someone who can move around to get to those areas oh, yeah. here. But um, Definitely. but yeah, so we finally get a really uh, an in-game look at how these launch cannons work that everyone's been kind of talking about. Figuring out if it was only for vehicles or how that would actually work. Um, so you launch out in this really cool animation with these green glowy like, you know, prepare for takeoff yeah, lights. It looks dope. Um, one thing I'm worried about is it looks like you launch out of one and you automatically land in another one, right? Mm-hmm. The ability to just be like, mm-hmm. well, I'll throw a random Watson fence here or throw, yeah. <laughs> throw gas down. Like that's something you have to think about and that's probably going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, that's, that's one way to get around the map. Uh, they look amazing. There's vehicles all over the map, which you can definitely take through these boost, go a little further, anything you can, any way to get around the map quicker. I'm for mm-hmm. um, the thing yeah. I really like with these launch cans. I just want to take a moment with them is we've had, you know, the balloons, the redeploys and everything. And that takes a while. Cause you got to go all the way up to the tippy top and then fly. And with the launch cannon, you just, you run into it and whoo-coo, you're gone. 
Mm-hmm. So it's going to be really good, like waiting to the last minute to move into the next zone. Um, you know, keep holding on to your fight or just move three zones over very quickly. You know, I'm, I'm very excited for what this can lead into us. Um, what our gameplay this can bring to us. Um, yeah. So the launch cannons, uh, we see uh, someone takes a PK to the dome, then a Kraber to Rev's dome in what looks like a new skin with red horns. And yeah, yeah. Rev always know. gets badass skins. So yeah, dude. And the biggest one right now is the one with his horns. I don't know exactly the skin name, but the recolor they have with the black and white. Yes. And so this looks like a sort of recolor with that, but it looks like he they've done something more to it. And so we really get a zoomed in picture of what that looks like for a brief second. But I mean, I had to include this in the notes just because Rev is my favorite character. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and, uh, and just to cover on that point real quick through the whole trailer, like every legend was wearing some, had some really cool skins on them. So I think this, I mean, as every season, we have some pretty cool skins. I think this is, is going to be a really good one here on this new map. Oh yeah. No, um, and then in the trailer, we get the actual, everyone's been speculating how the PVE stuff will work. We actually get to see in game, these prowlers coming from their hives um, <laughs> just to kill Mirage, which we had a good chuckle about and talked about mm-hmm. how no, he does die in this one. And yeah. he has this great scream and it'll be interesting to see how these work. Um, we see spiders emerging on their eggs and these spiders are bigger than I'm comfortable with. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So that'll be fun to go. Um, I'm really excited to see if these are like just happen or they just have a spawn. If you walk by, it happens or if there's like a trigger you do or yeah, yeah. we'll actually talk random. about that later. Yeah. 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 So, so that could lead to some really cool gameplay moments. Um, we get some great Trident gameplay, uh, chase going through different areas in the map. Watson throws up her fence. The Trident slams right through that with grenades going everywhere. Mm-hmm. Jump people jumping all over the place. And that's when you get a really good shot um, of what I was talking about earlier. One of these POIs where it's like this huge open area. And there's multi-tiered tower in the middle with a bunch of lines coming off the edge, this cliff face with a bunch of ledges everywhere. Um, you know, smaller buildings all over, like a lot of cover, a lot of open ground and that big road there. I feel like this is going to be one of those parts of the map where it's, it's going to be pretty hectic all the time. Oh, it is. It's going to be ridiculous. Um, I don't remember this, but we have written here. We see the prowler reactive skin flexed. I don't remember that. If you want to touch on that. Yeah, we did see the prowler reactive skin flexed for the battle pass that will occur for season 11. Um, and it, I mean, it's multicolored basically it, to be honest with you, if you look at it, it really doesn't look as great as some of the ones we've seen before. And that's actually been the response from most of the people that's actually looked at it and and made a, made a comment on it, but you know, there's definitely needs to be some love for the heavy weapons. And I think that the prowler is one of the best heavy weapons. So I definitely am excited to get a skin for the prowler despite it looking a little bit different. Okay. I, f- I just found an image of it. There we go. Yeah. I don't know why I just told, I think I was in awe from the previous vision of seeing everything moving around there. I was most of most of this uh, trailer. I spent looking at the area around going, Oh, Oh, I want to go here. And Oh, I could hide there. Or what would happen here? But no, this skin. I, yeah. I, I dig it. I like it. It looks like a water cooled PC almost. Yeah it, it, uh, yeah, it looks pretty, it looks pretty neat. It looks like they just threw a lot of different colors. Um, and I think the thing that really um, got me with it was that it kind of goes with the theme of the Island uh, as being a bright, vibrant area, but 
also death and destruction. Yeah. Lots of death, lots of destruction. So, um, yeah. And then we got a, we got our first look at the car SMG in action, that rate of fire glorious, the sound of it. (laughs) If you are a fan of the R 99, you will be just even as, horny whenever you listen to car yes yes. and i am a fan of the r99 oh absolutely man i'm a i'm more of a volt guy myself we're gonna see if this car you know really takes me over here but yes we got to see these attachment types uh, which are as far as we can tell interchangeable um the fire rates and the fire rate is fuse uses to take down multiple hostiles pinpoint precision with the thing i liked here is it wasn't they weren't all right in front of them we got to see really up close hip firing and then looking down the sights, which the iron sights are really nice. We don't get a oh, lot yeah. of light guns that have good iron sights. So, no, or heavy guns. Do. So this is our first one. So I'm really excited for this weapon. I know a ton of people are, it'll be very interesting to see how this works this first week. Um, and we'll get deeper into the car SMG later in this episode. Yeah. And then we actually got Ash's abilities, man. And they yeah. are just terrifying, just as terrifying as the, uh, the launch trailer showed them to be <laughs> yes and that you know that was definitely the biggest part for a lot of people is being able to actually physically see what these abilities are and what they do i am kind of sad that our uh our leak from last week where we had that like ground effect that caused people mm-hmm. to take more damage in and that's honestly that sounds awesome we're not getting that oh, yeah. but in the future respawn if you want to give a legend something like that that sounds amazing um, yeah, so she has this arc snare ability, which is this like, oh, what do you say? Like a ninja star kind of thing that spins on her hand and she launches it out, yeah. slams into the ground. Um, it'll kind of look like it had an area effect, kind of like, um, kind of like Revenant's tactical, mm-hmm. you know, when he puts that thing yeah. you know, down. Um, so basically how that works is the first person that kind of runs through that field when she throws that down gets this arc beam snared onto them, which slows them down. You kind of get that same effect on them when you get hit by an arc star. Um, and she just slides right into a Watson who's been stuck in that mm-hmm. melts Dead. her so fast. Dead. That's going to be fun. Like Octane's trying to run away. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Wraith trying to get away a Pat, like so many, so many characters that like can escape from a fight so easy. You go wham, not today. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, her arc snare looks like something i don't want to have to deal with (laughs) if if i'm trying to get away from the third uh, you know the third party push or you know just in general trying to race away as an octane and then all of a sudden i feel this tether attached to my ass and i'm like uh gotta go fast gotta go fast gotta go fast (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. but her i mean even like looking at her arc scenario i'm like okay then but then you look at her phrase breach alt man and oh my god dude and that was the craziest part of it so this phase breach alt right she basically she chucks her sword out a lot further than i thought she would and and where this thing lands it's kind of like loba's bracelet but this thing creates basically kind of like a wraith portal but as far as i can tell it's just for her to use and she flies through and immediately teleports to where where this ability landed right and the cool thing the difference is a lot of people put these side by side with wraith wraith's portal as long as you can run to it and set the portal down that's where you go but what we see here with ash is she's on the bottom of this canyon that we talked about earlier and there's a fight happening at the top while an ult's being dropped on them she uses her ult to just whoom fly up mm-hmm. to the top 
just way so far away vertical vertical right up the mountain here and appears in another fight so the ability to take ground instantly is mm-hmm. insane um to escape somewhere to get in somewhere to get that flank while your team's pushing in somewhere else like i'm very excited to see how fast this ultimate comes back but the amount of work you can do with it is going to be staggering i'm very excited to play with this Oh yeah. And we're going to get into some detail about that here in a little bit and talk and ask some of the questions that of course, everybody's wondering um, with, with who is she going to replace? What's she going to look like? Where is she going to be played? Is she going to be played? So we'll definitely get into that. And it's just, it just scares the living hell out of me. (laughs) I think it was the thing is I can't remember who I was listening to earlier. I was just looking up just a bunch of apex podcasts that I'd never heard of before and listen to them. And I wish I'd written them down. That'd have been smart of me so we could shout them out. But so they were talking about how um, they really dug this arc snare because there's a lot of legends that are, you know, they have abilities to go faster or travel places quicker, you know, jump pads, zip lines, portals, um, jet packs, you know, all sorts of things. And walking through a Watson fence or caustic's gas is kind of the only thing that really slows you down. Mm-hmm. So to have another legend with an ability that can slow people down, as someone who likes being a speedy boy, like that's rough, but I think the game needs it with how many legends we have just absolutely yeah. running everywhere, running rampant, you know? Yeah. I mean, you've only got a certain amount of things. You've got revs, the tactical, you've got uh, the fences from Watson um, and you've got the caustic, but those are three characters that really don't see a large amount of play. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, it, this is a character that, could see a large amount of play and they're also not really mobile legends. So to have a legend that can be mobile with that ultimate and and slow people down, like that could be fun. Oh yeah. No, I think that this overall trailer, you know, if we were to sum it up, it's a really good feel to what this season's going to be like. I mean, it, it, it covered the expanse of the storm point map. Um, It covered, the, the feel of the new guns and, and the, and the new gun, the new character. Uh, and that's the way the reason I liked it because they, they were able to make the video kind of have sections. Yes. And then each section had something pop up, like uh, exciting new gun, terrifying new gun. And it was pretty cool to see that in action and to get the feel that everybody's wanting to feel. I mean, and it, and it, it it's interesting to me because you have all these play testers that are out there and they can't really say anything other than to be like, yes, the gameplay trailer is as it, the gameplay yeah, it is as high yeah. as the gameplay trailer. Like this is a big map. This is all these different fights that can happen. This PVE content exists. Uh, I can't really talk about it, but it exists. <laughs> Trust it's me. It's be, there. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's going to be dope. So, you know, overall the, the gameplay trailer was one that uh, you know it was done really well. Yeah, it was put together absolutely. really well. And I think that it highlighted the big aspects of what we, as, as people who want the content want to know about a new season coming out. So with that content, you know, we actually have, um, we want to have discussion about all of the new content that's coming to apex. Right. Um, and so of course the first thing, that's coming. And this is our third topic. New content is technically our third topic. So we're on our final topic here. It's a girthy one. It is. It is a pretty, got a lot coming out. Um, and so the, 
first. Oh, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, did we cover, uh, showed the uh, Ashes uh, launch bundle skin? Oh, no, we didn't. So why don't you go ahead and tell us what that looks like? Yeah, so at the very end, you just see a glimpse of, of the skin kind of walking away from the camera. As it pans up, you see the beach, the map looks gorgeous in the background, mm-hmm. the storm going on. But it's like this, it's almost Revenant-esque. You got these spikes coming off of different sections, ever super metallic with these great orange stripe accents. Um, this like death stroke looking, mm-hmm. you know, orange line going down the mask. It was ju- it was incredible. Yeah, it looks almost like an iron, like a iron male, I guess what you call it, like a knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of a mask with the death stroke symbol and with the hood over like an assassin. I mean, assassin, that's exactly, I mean, these simulacrum are, are basically assassins and, oh, yeah. and people who are skilled in killing people. And you have like the pointy shoulders. I mean, overall, and it's a metallic looking skin, right? It looks just like gorgeous. Armor. Yeah. I like the darker tones compared to like her regular skin with all those blues and whatnot. Like this looks amazing. And I'm going to be honest, you know, seeing as though she's basically a robot, um, you know, I think that Ash may take the prize for the biggest hips. Dude, they don't lie, brother. (laughs) These are on tonight. Thick hips, brother. I mean, like, (laughs) I think uh, think of Gibby's hips and, these are thicker than Gibby's hips. And the thing is, she's probably been wearing a corset because she looks like she's, been, <laughs> it looks like she has a little bitty stomach bar. Oh, yeah. Hips. Like, you know, she's got some like some, her. some Loba swagger walking around out there with those robot legs, man. Yeah, she does. So we've got a, a, a sexy robot on our hands here that I'm is down. also a death killing machine. So choke me, mommy. I'm ready. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. So let's talk about this oh, yeah, yeah. sexy dex killing machine called Ash. So let's cover the Ash, um, the stories from the outline, outlines, which was called Ashes to Ash, and it premiered on October 18th. So just like all the other trailers, we want to, I'm going to, I'm going to highlight what happened. So we first start with Ashley, Dr. Ashley Reeds working in a lab, and we find out that she was actually hired by a mercenary group for a very delicate job. And that delicate job was to steal, steal an ex, uh, steal an experimental fuel source from being researched in the outlands of the city of Olympus. Right. So, you know, she is sitting there at the desk. She tells her little subordinate, you can go home. And then all of a sudden come in here. Right. And we see this turmoil ensues as Dr. Reed is then stabbed with a sword from the back all the way through and we see that the body cannot be saved but that her mind can be implanted into a simulacrum body we have the technology we do and so this obviously occurs before titanfall 2 because we see her as the simulacrum um, in titanfall 2 Um, so the one thing that we do know is that and they mentioned this in the video is that her being switched from a human to a simulacrum is going to mess with her mind. But Dr. Reed says, do it, do it to me. Um, yeah, that's what, that's what she said. <laughs> and then we see this moment from the comics that we've read before that Pathfinder finds it in the trash. We know the whole, like where she forgets her identity and all kind of weird stuff that happens there. Pathfinder gets a hard on for Ash and I get, Don't I mean, we obviously him. see that it's not going to happen. It's, it's Pathfinder. We, we allowed you to meet your maker, but we're not going to allow you to have, Ash. Sorry. No, sorry. No, there's no way. Uh, so they, of course, because, and I think that this is the point where Titanfall two happens and they discard of her body. 
right? And so then we have Pathfinder Finder, and we get to hear that that line that says "Ashes to Ash, Ash to Ashes," which sounds super bum, dope. Bum, bum. So we can assume this was after she was defeated in Titanfall, right? And then we see a flashback from the LTM Lost Treasure event in season five, where we actually reassembled her body, right? We all mm-hmm. hopefully did that. Um, if you didn't do that, go watch videos on it. You can. Find I almost, almost forgot video. about that. Yeah, so that's you know this this all this content. Ash has had a lot of content. Oh yeah, you know we have the reassembling of her uh, reassembling of her body. We've had comics. We have Titanfall two. Uh, you know lookbacks at Titanfall two. Um, we have her in Apex arenas. So Ash has been teased for almost as long as Forge has been teased. Um, although he's never been brought to the game, right? True. Um, so Ash believes that Doctor reed was the cause of her failure the the human side of her that still can show compassion is the cause of the failure that ash saw in titanfall 2 and she mentions that she will show her what true strength is oh my so God. we basically see her suffering from this multi-personality disorder where the dangerous side has taken control and we see that in game in in the trailers and probably we'll see that in game and we'll actually probably see both Dr. Reed's personalities and Ash's personalities come through as Dr. Reed defeats her biggest demons in Ash. And, uh, you know, we also will see the innocent side of a Dr. Reed that also showed compassion to horizon, despite what she did to her uh, by saying that she knew what had happened to her son. So obviously she's trying to give horizon closure. And this shows that the Dr. Reed that's inside of Ash still is able to um you know come out and and possibly help horizon figure out what had happened to her son um that was ultimately killed which we found out in the horizon when horizon was brought to Mm -hmm. apex legends and then of course at the end we see that horizon thought that ash was actually lillian peck but instead was dr reed um, who had betrayed her and that again we'll see uh, we ended ended it with where she states where she knows what happened to Newton Horizon's son, and so the big question here that we're left off with is what happens next. Horizon now knows that Ash can give her the information that she needs. What happens next with that? So we'll have to see where Respawn takes Ash's uh, content and how they further it. So we might see that on this map. Uh, we might see that on any other. Ma- they're they're there almost has to be another event or something where we find that out. And yeah. it might even just come through as a comic. And I'd be fine. Their comics have been awesome, man. I'd be all for that. Anything, anything I can do to devour content for this game, man. As long as they don't do it in game, like they did. Oh, the yes. like, <laughs> and then it was like the weird, was... like try to click this, but you can't unless you put your hand behind your head. And then, yeah, it was, it was a disaster. Yeah, I, I, I'm cool with you putting out comic, and I think this most recent comment you didn't have to do that. So um, I would be interested in almost like the Pathfinder book that came out, maybe an Ash book that would come out or something like oh, that. Yeah, that yeah, would yeah. Explain the story or like a book. Maybe if they introduce Newton as a character, like a book about Newton's, you know, what happened to Newton, and maybe maybe he becomes a killing simulacrum that's on the revenge for Ash. Who? Who knows what can happen? I literally have no idea what could happen next, but we do know that with Ash comes some new abilities. So why don't you go ahead and tell us all of those abilities, the tactical, the passive, the ultimate, what they do and where we saw them in the trailers, as we've already somewhat hinted to 
um, previously. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we had we did a we had a good little chat about what we saw them doing. Now we can actually get into what they actually are doing by the description of the abilities. So her tactical ability is called Arc Snare. Throw a spinning snare that damages and tethers the first enemy who gets too close. Uh, something to point out in the trailer, we did see when the spinning snare damaged someone, it was, it was just 10 ticks, which is exactly what like Revenant's ability does. So it's not, you know, it's not huge damage, mm -hmm. but it's, it's, I, I picture this tackle ability almost on par with, with Revenant's, you know, has that same area of effect, almost exact same size with that 10 tick, but it can only damage one person. Yeah. And I think the big thing with this one is that it doesn't completely freeze a character no that's exactly what we didn't i don't think we want to see is a frozen character like kind of like a mask a may from overwatch we don't want to see somebody frozen in place definitely don't want to see a may from Overwatch. no we do not want to see that's a may. the last this thing we want to see this ability showcase that that's not what it's going to be like so yeah. i was pretty happy with what it did showcase yeah something i definitely want to test when when she launches is because there's every ability, you got to have a way to counter it, right? Mm. Um, so, so I'm curious if you can react fast enough if it has a health a health pool, and if you can just shoot the tether that has you, or if a teammate shoots it, it disappears and you can run off. Or can you stem out of it? Can yeah. you slide out of it? Can you jump out of it? Is there there's some way to get out of it? There has there almost has to be a way. I mean, you know, I I don't know what else you would. You, yeah. There has to be a way. And it, you know, and on the same end, like revenants is if you're there, it happens. Like there's not really a way to mm -hmm. counter it except not walk through it. So I get it if there's not, but I feel like if there's a physical item on the ground, you should probably be able to shoot it. But yeah, that's another one we'll have to find out and see. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but one I'm very excited about and not necessarily to play Ash, but like to have an Ash on my team is the passive ability. Yeah. Yeah, so the passive ability, Marked for Death. Awesome name. So Ash's map will show the location of recent death boxes in the area and marks the surviving attackers. We saw in the launch trailer after Ash demolished a team pushing Mirage in Bangalore, after she slices Rev's head off, she throws something at his body and then tells them which way to go to find more people to kill. So this will be a really good, you're third partying, fourth partying, fifth partying, no idea where everyone's running to wham market okay this is where we need to go let's go kill these guys so i was actually curious about that i don't know if you picked that up um but the next squad that they actually went and engaged was a full squad none of them had been dead none of them had been downed so it actually was interesting that we kind of saw the showcase of her ability but in reality since there was no death box for those three characters would she have been able to find them? So I don't know if well, necessarily it was by like, the, and off, off well, actually, let me go to EA's website too. But in, in here, it says Mark surviving attackers. So what that sounds like to me is, is it's marking the people that killed the death box. That kill. It, if that you're finding be, the death okay. box, it marks the team that killed those guys. And so you can go, all right, sweet. I know people are probably somewhere around here. Cause there's a death box. Ah, it marks the people okay. that third party, these guys, and then you go See, get I read them. it different. I, mean, I read I'll it like that right now. I read it almost like uh that you you kill the say you kill one of the teammates, you're able to look at that death box and find the next two teammates of the the party. But actually that makes a lot of sense is like you run up to a death box that's sitting on the ground, you click it and then you're able to figure out 
who killed them, where they're at. Um, and I, I and one thing that they didn't really hint at was exactly how long this will display on your map. Yeah. So it might be a moment in time. It might be a couple of seconds worth well, of usually usually as passes because like with Bloodhound, you know, as long as it happened at a, within a certain period of time, you'll see the footprints. Right. And they're always there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder if it's just one of those like if a fight's happened recently, the death box will appear on your mini map, you know, and then yeah. you go over there and you can mark it. Um, I did go to EA's website just to double check the wording. And, yeah, it does say on their website. Um, Ash's map shows a case of recent death boxes and marks surviving attackers. So I would assume oh, defenders yeah. would be the team that the box belongs to. So yeah, so I'd assume you're hunting the people that killed the box you found. I, I, I that that's even better. Yeah, that means oh my more god, KB, yes. baby, let's, let's go. go. We know where to go. But then we have her ult. Oh, dude, uh, I'm so excited for this. The the. I, and you've already pretty much told us about it, right? Yeah. A phase breach where you tear a one-way portal to a targeted location. That literally pretty far she, away. That's some good distance. Yeah. And what I, what I understood from it was that she looks in a direction and this is what I heard from other leakers. She is able to look in the direction, whether it be out of a window um, up on the high ground and whatever direction she looks at is exactly where it goes. Yeah. So you can like where your crosshairs portal. are pointing. Yeah, you can portal out of a building. <laughs> and that that or is pretty powerful. Into a building. Or into. I mean and, and that would be perfect, right? You're say you're taking damage on the outside of a building. You're like, oh sh- I need to get in there as quickly as I can. You pour, use her ult to portal into the building to be able to heal up. Right? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and then you set up your defenses, your caustic barrels, your whatever, so that if the team does want to take their one-way ticket to hell, here it is, buddy. We're in it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, but like, imagine, like, so they're like, I just want to see her with an eye. I want to do this one time, right? So as you're aware, Revenant, whatever, Octane, right? You're fighting your squad. They're running away. You hit the jump pad to go chase them down everywhere. You get in the air and you notice they're somewhere you didn't expect them to be. And you, you try to adjust and everything. So like I one time I want to go off a jump pad, see an enemy, fucking throw that arc snare on them. And then as the arc snare is airborne, wham, phase breach. So I land right in front of them. They get locked <laughs> in place and bah, melt them down and just keep going. Oh, dude. Fuck. I wanted the, the, the amount of stuff you can do quickly on the fly with her toolkit sounds so fun. Oh man. I mean, it like, and it's going to be exciting to see this happen. You know, whenever we see pros experiment with her, when we finally get to see leaf gameplay, um, of course there's going to be a date where these content creators are going to be able to post their gameplay. Yeah. They're going to play Ash. And we're going to be able to see. And so we're going to see it. And, and obviously, you know, by in November 5th, when it launches, uh, you're going to have to lock in that Ash pretty quick. Oh yeah. It's going to be um, super, super. She's going to be high picked for a while, just like any other character that comes in. So, you know, that leads me to the actual questions that we have. Uh, of course, everybody has questions. These questions are, where will she fit in the meta? That's the first question, right? So if we think about the meta and we think about what characters she could replace, right? Um, the, the question is, who could she replace on your team and where would she, would she fit? A lot of people have said that she would replace Wraith. I don't necessarily find that true. No, I don't agree with that either. It's and and what gets you there that that set her apart from Wraith and Wraith apart from her is that one way portal. Yeah. Right. 
and, and the ability to use the other your other ability while you're doing your ultimate right with wraith you're able to phase while you're using your ability your ultimate ability so that you don't take damage in order to get to somewhere of safety exactly and the big thing is everyone can use that portal and you can use it you know to get away if you got a down person you can use it to get to enemies you can use it to get away from enemies you can use it to set up a trap like her toolkit is set up really well for a lot of lot of scenarios and you know the big thing with wraith that a lot of people forget about when they're talking about ash replacing her is wraith's tactical is a way to get out get out of dodge mm-hmm. if shit goes bad Whereas with Ash, like if you need to escape real quick, really the only thing you have is your ultimate. And that's a bigger deal to use up. That's it. And, you know, the big thing about this is where do you see race ult used the most? And in ALGS play and other play, the the main time you see race ult being used is in that in circle to come in and out of a, a, a high ground to a low ground. Um, you know, a lot of times you'll see, uh, two teams, you know, one team on top of the building with the Wraith, one team on bottom of the building, um, and then you'll have the Wraith set her portal down there with them and constantly go back and forth to do damage, throw grenades, all that kind of stuff. Ash is not going to be like this, right? Ash mm-hmm. is going to be, you jump to a location, your team comes through it. The only way that an enemy team would use your portal is if they have the confidence in knowing they're going to be able to wipe you in the second or after the seconds of the animation that's going to occur once you come through. So it's, it's more, you know, it's a, it's with, with, uh, with Ash, you're able to escape and actually be confident that you did escape with Wraith. It's, you can go back and forth, right? Your enemy has the ability to go back and forth. It isn't, it isn't the same. So Wraith, I don't think will be, shaken too much do i think that that is a character on a squad that she can replace yes i think it is uh i think that that's you know if you're if you're putting a squad of you know the the gibby the bangalore and the wraith or the gibby the valk and the wraith if you had to replace one you would replace wraith i don't think you would replace gibby um the bubble's too important i don't think you would replace valk because the valk relocation um some other characters that i think that you could replace is characters like revenant right? Revenant's got the slow ability. Um, the totem isn't the strongest right now, especially with the nerf. Yeah, right? no, I so agree. Revenant can be replaced. Octane um, could possibly be replaced with... No, Octane's with, uh, eternal, brother. Not going to happen. <laughs> I, knew I, I knew I had struck a nerve there, so... Yeah, she doesn't have a jump pad. It's not going to happen. As far as she fitting in the meta, I don't see why she can't. Yeah, I don't think she's really replaced anyone. I think, uh, you know, most legends in the game are have a, have a toolkit that makes it like if you're a pretty casual low even not just casual low skill but like if you're casual if you are low skill i want those to be very clear they're two separate things um <laughs> but most every legend is playable to a certain extent and then you'll see you know high-end gameplay with every legend there's not one that's like only really skilled people can use this person right so i think her toolkits really set up well on paper looking at to just kind of naturally fit in and work in almost any composition. I don't think she'll replace anyone. Um, and again, you know, we haven't seen how the map plays. There's legends that, you know, on certain maps, they're king and on other maps don't want them, you know? And that's exactly why like with the, in, and I like what you said there, because I think that this is just someone that you can simply, you know, you can rotate, 
and and I'm strictly just talk about Wraith and Wraith and Ash, right? These are two different characters that you can rotate um, in and out. Um, you know, one of the the biggest things, uh, one of the questions I have here is, will we see play of her in ALGS? And when we talk about the map later, a lot of the choke points have nest in them of the PVE content. One of the big things about the Wraith is you're going to probably have chokes where when you're coming into a choke, there's going to be a team camping on the other side of the choke, knowing that you're going to have to engage in PVE. Yep. Right. So let's say you use Ash to jump to the other side to skip the PVE content because you're, you've already got enough loot. You don't really need to gain anything else. Um, you don't need to get any more uh, armor points, anything like that. And you use that to get to the other side. There's no way of going back. Right. You're going to have to engage in that fight if that team's camping there, if that team is ready to, you know, kind of jump in. Whereas if you have a Wraith, you can phase through the PVE content. You can then get on the other side and have the ability to come back to where you came from. Right. So I think we could see her in LGS, but I, I don't think she can replace Wraith in the importance as far as it goes with the in circle being one of the most important parts of the ALGS. Exactly. And that's, and that's what I was going to say is most ALGS picks are all about that in circle and her kit's awesome. I don't know how well that works in an in circle when you need, you know, everyone that can really do some big AOEs or mm. escape for the whole team or movement for everybody. And circles all about, you know, teamwork really. And she's, yeah. it's a very kind of solo, experience like maybe you know if you're coming into end circle um and you don't know where a team is and they've just recently killed someone marked for death may save you in that moment but the rest of her kit i don't see it helping a ton in that last circle yeah ring circle or the last circle is always about power position and most of the time in algs there's a team that's already made that decision to gain the power position which is most of the time the high ground her kit is great for getting high ground but if somebody's already at the high ground I mean, are you going to use a phase portal to go take a one-way ticket to what could be your demise, right? So yeah. I'm, I'm sure we'll see her played in LGS. And it'll be interesting to not only see that, but also see how the public plays her, right? So we're we're mainly public here, so it'll be exciting to see that. Um, so the next things that we had are the strengths and weaknesses of her kit. And I think we've kind of hit on that, right? Yeah, I agree. The strengths, you know, with the arc snare, you've got the, uh, the slowdown. Um, you've got the tether. You've got the damage that isn't too overpowered um, with her passive ability. You, I don't really see much weaknesses there. I'm, if there is any, we'll, we'll probably see it, but I don't, I really don't see anything there. The biggest weakness in any of her kit comes with her ult, but it's a known weakness. It's yeah. one that you, you, it's, you're going to have to master this character in order to, you know, you're, you're going to know your weakness. So I don't really see much more of a weakness um, that other characters can't take care of. Right. So like you said, it'd be good to see you traded in for some things. Um, but with that, why don't we go ahead and move on to the new gun? Why don't you tell us about the car? SMG? Yes. So for a lot of people, the car SMG is beloved, well-known and um, you know, the cause of many players nightmares. Mm -hmm. So the car SMG are the combat advanced round submachine gun uh, is a new SMG coming to the game that takes both light and, and heavy ammo and if you watch the trailer um or some of the leaked videos that I'm, i think i think we have in here that we're going to cover on some of those um so it's not going to be like an automatic single fire you press that same button to switch between heavy or light and you can't just do it quickly on the fly you got the whole reload animation take the light mag out put the heavy mag in and jump back into it so 
you know, the ability to be able to fly around the map and you either find all light ammo or all heavy ammo on an enemy box. Never both. So to be like, shit, I'm all out of light ammo. And you get to a box, you're like, I don't really like this gun, but there's a ton of heavy ammo in here. Like, I guess I'll switch mm-hmm. so I have it. That's a thing of the yeah. past. Well, and the other thing that this does for you is, let's say your team is carrying predominantly light weapons, right? Your other yeah. two characters on your team. This gives you the ability to say, okay, well, I'm just going to abandon that part Click. of the gun. Yep. I'll just switch over to heavy, give you guys my ammo, give me your heavy, and let's roll. Yeah, it's a flexible weapon, and that's exactly what Apex needs right now. With the constant love of the light light ammo type you have with the R301, the R99, and the lack of love you have for, for heavy weapons, this gives this an ability to shine because it's able to switch between them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and one of the biggest things is it shares attachments between the two, obviously. So if you're finding all light attachments and you want to switch to heavy, as far as we can tell, looking at gameplay videos and everything, it works both ways. You don't have to drop all your light attachments, find a heavy mag to switch over. It works flawlessly either way. So it's really almost like you have three guns in your kit easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so for sure, we'll probably see this, you know, some guesses we're seeing is the barrel stabilizer and extended mag, um, your iron sights, digi threat, uh, your one time H reflexes, your one to twos, probably not going to see those three times on this as it is classified as an SMG. Um, so again, this is a guess, right? R99 for rate of fire. We've got 1080 rounds per minute. R through a one 840. And this is supposed to kind of sit in a happy median. So really you can put it anywhere in there, but uh, currently we have down for 846. Um, yes, that's the actual Titanfall. Is that the Titanfall uh, one? Okay, so that's how it fired in Titanfall. And they're usually pretty good at keeping those numbers copy-paste over. So that's just a, mm-hmm. a slightly faster R301 with, really, I'd say, I'd probably say a little better range of the R99. Um, and that's the thing I love with that is one of my biggest problems with the R99 is that rate of fire. It's very unforgiving. Yeah. It does a shit ton of damage. But if you're me and you miss a lot of those shots, it's <laughs> a lot of damage you just wasted and you're just reloading. And that's why I love uh, the RE45 because it's basically an R99 with a slower rate of fire. And now I have that in an actual SMG. Oh, it's so disgusting. It's horrible. Like, <laughs> as, like as a lover of the R99, I understand as a lover of R301, and, and, you know, for me, it's the wet dream to get the, the car SMG, but gosh, damn, <laughs> it's almost too good to be true, Geo. Yeah. It's like, why didn't you just go ahead and lower it and put it between, I think the flatline has a, uh, a rounds per minute of like 640. Yeah. Just go ahead and lower it and put it below the R301. Well, but, then it wouldn't be a oh, good SMG. Man. You need a good rate of fire, you know? Yeah. Oh man. Just, oh, oh yeah. It's just going to be, yeah, it's, it's just, it's on paper. This thing is nuts, dude. You using any, any light heavy attachments you find switching between all the ammo you want, having a decent rate of fire. That's a little more forgiving. than are nine still great damage, high rate, you know, um, what's that recoil, that recoil, that recoil, man. It's like it, not like- there. It, it doesn't even exist. It's not that's there. exactly what Titanfall two people said is like, why would you ever choose the R99 or the R301 or well, of course in Titanfall R201 or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that. But uh, why would you ever choose that when you could get the car SMG 
it's and just do almost as much damage. It's just a faster firing 301 because the 301 doesn't move at all. Oh, man. This thing's going to be disgusting, oh. man. <laughs> it is. It's going to be disgusting. Oh, um, but I believe. Yeah. So I did see a like a, a little video of the um, what's the word I'm looking for? The shooting range. Right. So they put a uh, gold magazine in this thing and it had 27 rounds in it. So based on that, we can, you know, go from, we got the probably somewhere around 18 to start with 21 with the light, with the level one extended mag 24 going up and then purple and yellow and everything is 27, 28. So like, mm-hmm. that's pretty on par with, with what you were thinking there. So that's some, uh, that's some good rounds at that with this gun shooting with no recoil at a good rate of fire. (laughs) These are all based upon numbers that go in between the R301 R99. I mean, everything that like, I mean, disgusting, disgusting. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, Yeah. So damage guesses, you know, with R99, we're looking at a headshot of 17 R301 and 28. So, I mean, you can throw it in like a low twenties there, you know, which is still, well, again, no mm. recoil, good rate of fire. That's 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 a lot. Uh, yep. Body damage for the Arnon nine is nine or eleven. Arthur one is fourteen. Um, so yeah, throw that throw this right in there. You know, twelve or thirteen damage to the body mm-hmm. is just melting people. And then the legs, we're looking at probably nine to ten for this thing. It's just, it's uh, brutal. brutal. I can't uh, wait. I can't I mean, wait to overall, jump pad. Throw a snare down, you use that ultimate ability to flash onto someone and just melt them no matter where I shoot them at with my awful, awful, awful aim with the car SMG. Yeah. I mean, and you know, I'm nervous about it because it is, you know, it is another light weapon, but you know, the fact that it did involve the heavy, it, it makes me happy. It makes me happy. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. These, you know, and like you mentioned a few times in the show, heavy doesn't get the love it needs, man. It not having that, not having that fully auto SMG going on right now, really ever. I mean, and, yeah, we see burst, we see 30, 30 single shots. We see rampage with like a tick, 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 tick. Yeah. We see, and the only one that you see is a flat line and everybody says it's not the R301. No, and it really am. It's the slow. damage is insane for the flat line, but the range compared to the 301, it's just, you get anywhere past, you know, 30 feet with the, with the flat line and it's all over the place. Yeah. So, I mean, but, and you know, I did go and experiment with the flat line and the R301 before I actually did that. We did the podcast tonight and I did notice that I felt like the time to kill was a little bit faster with the, uh, flat line. Oh, absolutely. You hit your shot. So, you know, w- you know, so I think that missing out on the flat line is, is definitely bad if, and, you know, you should definitely give the flat line a try, but I am afraid that the addition of this SMG um, with the already existing R99 and R301, it's going to be, you're just not going to see the flatline plate. Yeah, would no, I have absolutely agree. Well, and something interesting to look at is, so from what we can tell from the trailers and everything is if you switch to heavy ammo, the rate of fire is the same. The damage mm-hmm. seems to be the same. So there's not really a difference. But the big thing with heavy ammo that a lot of people forget is there is uh, it slows enemies down when you when you hit your shots. So the one yeah. thing we don't know is, is that going to be a thing when you're using the car SMG or does all that just go out the window? It's just, so you can use the ammo. So if that's the case. I'm just going to use an SMG that slows my enemies. Down. <laughs> yeah, no, I have no idea to be honest with you. 
But yeah, this thing looks brutal. This thing looks awesome. I can't wait to get my hands on it. Use it all the time. It works great for my play style and yours as we're just like, there's a squad. Let's get there as quick as we can and shoot them in the face. This is going to be our yeah. weapon of choice, my man. Yeah. And the reload time was directly in the middle too, right? Mm-hmm. So we saw that reload time of like a 2.5 when it's empty and a 2.7 whenever you have, uh, you know, the mag and all that to fill. So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely in there. And of course, just like the last section, we had questions that we wanted to ask. Absolutely. You know, for, the first thing is, do we think it's going to be too strong? To be honest with you, I don't think it is. I just think it's going to, it's, it, everybody knows its place and it's yeah. going to have a place. It's not necessarily going to be too strong, but like I said before, you know, our next question was going to be, does the flatline have a chance now at all? I don't, I don't think so. No, whenever you can pick up this gun. Cause the flat, the big thing with the flatline is it's at a decent range. It, great damage so i I mean if you can hit your shots i think the flatline might still win out because you're not going to get that extra damage with the car but it just it fills that gap that between all the weapons for heavy and and light side so and with that first question i don't yeah it's not gonna be too strong i think it'll be competitive but you know and i think that first week everyone's going to be you know whining and crying about it but once Mm -hmm. we all kind of figure out how it how it lays in the meta It'll be a gun you're happy to see, but it's not going to be the L-Star. So. And then our next question was, do you think uh, the ability for multiple ammo types will be seen in more guns? Like, do you see that any guns changing to that? Or do you see just from now on when we do get guns, we should see more guns like this? Or is this just a special gun? I don't, I don't know. I, I hope I don't want more guns in like that are already in the game to do this. I mean, maybe if they did like the... Uh, um, the triple take, if mm-hmm. they had that where you could use energy or sniper ammo, that'd be cool. But, you know, there's so many ammo types already. So it's kind of like I dig that they're doing this so they don't have to add a gun that uses a different ammo again, which we've had multiple times over, you know, over the last couple of years. So I'd be down to have more guns that just use different things. And that'd be dope. Yeah. Like a like a yeah. shotgun that can use shotgun ammo or energy like that'd be sick. Yeah, and I think that's exactly why we saw the vote come before the uh the car is because the energy weapons did need some love yeah and so it the needed something made else more sense i know that was a, a big worry for a long time that the car would come before uh, but bringing the vault was definitely a better decision um of course i think we've already highlighted this but we had a, the question are you concerned with the recoil not being too bad i just think we know that it's going to be disgusting yeah. um i mean the r301 recoil is already disgusting the amount of damage, the rate of fire for that thing is disgusting. The R99 has recoil. And I think that you'll see, um, I think that you might see a little bit more recoil than you saw in, in Titanfall because respawn will have learned from yeah. the con- the concerns that came from Titanfall. But I definitely think that the, the, that the recoil between the R99 and the R301 is, is a sweet balance point for a gun. And so it'll be interesting to see how that is. Um, and then the last question is the light ammo type too saturated. Um, I, I just think that's an automatic. Yes. It, yeah, it there's really a is. ton of, there's a ton of light and we're seeing uh, like a lot of, a lot of SMG, you know, that type mm-hmm. guns and light, you know, cause you got the alternator is, is an SMG. You got the R99, you got the car coming out. Um, the RE45 basically is an SMG, you know, a so bolt. you've already got, you've already got four guns that fill that position and just one ammo type where there's not, you know, heavy doesn't really have that. So yeah, I think, but again, 
from a, a gun design perspective, like light ammo is probably the easiest to just design basic weapons for, you know? It is, it is, it definitely is. And, and, and we can see that want for the high rate of fire. I mean, you can see that even in energy weapons, whenever everybody's going for the turbocharger. Oh I yeah, mean, absolutely. That's what people want. They want the most damage you can do at the fastest pace. Right. Um, now we did have some extra things that was leaked, right? So we've had this leak that the care package, um, weapon will be the G seven scout. Um, we believe that it will be, can be full, have higher damage and have the double tap. We do see that the triple take will be moved back down to ground loot, um, but will no longer take sniper ammo. It is actually what, what has been leaked is going to be that it actually will be energy ammo again, which I think is pretty cool with yeah. the Marshman rifle. So um, I, I think that'd be great. I think that you can take away from the sniper group, the uh, triple take because it's mainly used more as a shotgun. Yeah. My shotgun's back in the loot pool, man. I'm ready. Yeah. So um, then we've got the massive and the 3030 possibly getting a new hop up where instead of reloading one round at a time, they reload two. That'd be dope. That fast reload. That's crazy. These are both weapons that don't see much play. A lot of people don't even like the Mastiff because they'd rather prefer the Eva eight. Yeah. Um, dude. So this is, this is a plus up for both of these weapons, the 3030 as well. I mean, the constant having to reload to get two rounds at a time, uh, it makes sense. And and it would be cool to see that this isn't confirmed of course, but it's highly speculated that this will happen. And then of course we've got the Prowler reactive scene that we saw um, in the trailer. That's another thing coming to the guns. Uh, one of the things I do want to say about these leaks, um, a lot of these leaks came from that uh, the person that everybody has found out or at least heard the name of Autism Gaming. Um, and and this is a person that got put in the play test um, and is a known cheater. And I believe it, I didn't, I read the article, but I believe it's somewhere like Russia where he can't be charged with yeah. uh, crimes or cheating and all that stuff. Um, but I definitely want to say that this is something that while we included this in the, um, into the podcast, one of the things I didn't do was there was actual game pay game play footage leaked by him. And I chose to take a stand and not watch that because I don't want to encourage that type of, uh, per- person in apex. I mean, so a cheater that gets brought into a play test, it, it kind of shows the carelessness of respawn first. Yeah. By allowing that to happen. Um, but the content creators that put long hours in creating the content, um, such as us, um, you know, all the YouTubers, all the other podcasters, all the Twitch streamers that create all this content, that is a stab to them because all the content that they get told to wait to mention, this guy's out here leaking. Yeah. It's an absolute slap to the face to everyone that's like really out there trying and grinding to get in these inner circles which when shit like this happens, it makes it harder for new people in the future to get in. And that's never fun to see. Definitely don't condone that. And so let's move into our final point here of the entire podcast, but one of the most important, the new map storm point, right? Which is bigger than I thought it'd be. I want to throw that out of the way. We all thought for some reason I read somewhere that was going to be the smallest map. And now, now we're realizing it's going to be the biggest Yeah, it's going to definitely be the biggest. So, you know, first thing that came to mind was the gravity cannons. We have no more balloons. Um, This allows for quickly running out of the ring, right? So if you have the ring behind you, you can quickly take a a, uh, gravity canyon, which they're placed all over the map. Oh, a lot of different areas. Um, 
you have pitch control. Um, so while you can get Watson fences are a different story, right? Where you have one, uh, Watson's fin spanning across the entire um, platform as you land, you do have a little bit of pitch control. So if you do see like a caustic trap sitting there, you can kind of cause yourself to lean over to the side where the caustic trap wouldn't be. Um, so that's obviously a good thing. Um, not only for the fact that somebody could also be coming flying back at you and you can move out of the way instead of, you know, bumping into them. Um, and then another great thing is that you can control weapons, grenades, tacticals, and ults all while you're flying through there in zero gravity, as we heard Watson or horizon say, right? So these all are, this definitely is a lot different than balloons, right? With balloons, it's easy to aim at someone as they're flying, you know, going straight up in the Forever. air. Forever. Oh yeah. Damage. Um, the only way to really not take damage in a balloon, which you still would take damage is by spinning. Right. Um, which is, it's harder than you think, especially mm -hmm. on like controller. Uh, whereas this allows you to kind of, uh, you know, decide what kind of path you're going to take, um, but also be able to use your abilities to fight back, right? Other than just a gun. Yeah, exactly. You know, shoot, shoot, you know, shoot any, any uh, fences or anything you see on the way or use, use that ash ult to like fly to the side if you see bad stuff there, whatever you need. But the biggest thing I think I mentioned at the beginning is like if zones closing in, you know, and you're flying up a balloon, you can be in zone for a little bit as the balloon finishes, right? So this is a chance you can spend every single second to the very end of that zone closing in, fighting there or looting there or re repositioning, and whoop, you're out of there right away. I really love this. It's even any any chance we get to be more mobile in games, mm, especially Apex. So good. I think I think the reason you love it is because it's kind of a mimic of uh, Octane's alt. There, buddy. It, you you're right on to me, brother. <laughs> I can, I can use a giant ass built-in jump pad to then land and throw another jump pad and go to the next one. Yep. So while Ash might not replace uh, Octane, the gravity cannons might. Yes. The only difference there is that with an Octane, you actually get to choose which direction you go. Yeah, that's uh, true. Whereas these have a set direction. So um, maybe not replacing Octane, but it would be definitely, it would be Nothing definitely cool to see. Ever like replace Octane. Well, I'm waiting for the video where someone says I can get from the the beach at Storm Point all the way across the map utilizing the gravity cannons and Octane's jump pads uh, so that I can fly through the map. Oh, yeah. Be Just really flawlessly. Cool, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then so after that, we actually had the PVE content listed. We have Prowler Pits. We have Spider Eggs. Um, now with the Spider Eggs, there's only going to be 12 per nest. And you can do damage to the eggs and cause them to hatch. So, of course, what this makes me think is, let's say a group is hiding in an area with spiders. Yep. And let's say you, you want to get them out of that area. <laughs> just shoot at the eggs. Just snipe an egg while they're looting boxes right there or whatever. Yeah. So it'll be very interesting to see. And, like, imagine the uh, circle closing in on an area where a team has to take cover in an area where spiders are. You snipe into it maybe it's you two, the only teams left, they have to leave or fight the spiders. Then you third party them while they're fighting the spiders. So big advantages there. Oh yeah. Some good strats coming out of that. Yeah. And then we actually had the Goliath leaked. Now we don't think that this, because it's not on the welcome to storm page, storm point page. We, I believe, and some other people believe that the Goliath will come probably mid season um, in some kind of event or some kind of thing that, that we see a new, 
um, type of uh, PVE content added through Goliaths that take a lot, need a lot more damage to kill and maybe even provide bigger rewards, right? We probably won't see as many Goliath pits on the map, but maybe the rewards that you gain from the Goliaths will be much more than the rewards that you gain from prowlers and spiders. And then of course we have our flyers and there can be um, the data mine info said that there can be around 54 max flying around at any time. That's still pretty cool. That is a lot. I mean, you're going to be hearing these things. It's going to be a lot of noise. Um, But some of the bonuses from the PVE content is smart loot drop. So by killing prowlers and spiders, you get loot huge. That's huge. Um, You know, of course, right now, all we've ever seen is, you, you know, when you fight prowlers and trials, you don't get any loot other than the loot that's around. You get the loot that opens up with the the tone, the, the stones or whatever. Um, but the only pe- thing you get loot from now is the flyers. Um, you get evil points awarded for damage. This is big, big. So like this defeats the whole, oh man, I've got to engage in a fight to get my shields up. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to go grind these spiders real quick. Yeah, so huge there. And then lastly, if you clear a nest, and it didn't really say whether it's a prowler or spider nest, you get to split um, crafting awards uh, towards your crafting, which is huge between your team because crafting is always, you know, if you need to get that bat, if you need to get that med kit, whatever you need to get, crafting can be huge in any situation when you go to uh, move throughout the map. Um, it may be even whenever you're getting set up for the final ring to craft to get a bat, it could be a big, big, thing oh yeah and something real quick uh i you didn't have here for smart loot so so what smart loot is is so on death prowlers and spiders have a chance to drop attachments and ammo for your squad based on your loadouts so the Mm. game recognizes what your squad is using when you clear that pve content and will give you attachments based on that so like you mentioned with with shields you go shit i need to get my shields up i'm going to grind some spiders i just need an extended mag well let's shoot these prowlers and see if a mag drops you know like the ability to kind of like plan your movement what you need on the fly i love that man it's gonna be super fun yeah super great and uh, the great thing about this is that this does not come at a surprise right they have denoted on the map by red markers and the symbols will tell you whether it's spiders or it's prowlers um where they are and these are set areas as uh it's mentioned these are not areas that's going to rotate you will eventually when you learn the map you're going to be learning where the PVA um, content is. And so that way, whenever you choose to, you know, a lot of people have that familiar place where they drop, you know, you can create a rotation where, you know, you're going to gain benefits from the PVE content. Right. So um, it'll be very interesting to see how that is. So lastly here, let's get into the locations that we've been given. Yeah. So there's 17 locations. And so what we're doing here is we're going to the, storm point page and we are looking at the bigger locations with the images here um so just first off the first location that's given to us is the barometer um or barometer barometer i think bro that gummit that kentucky side's coming out that's my education <laughs> there uh so we have the barometer um big big area man it's the hot it's the i would say it's going to be the skull town oh absolutely of this map because Huge. it's the heart of the like dead center of the map it looks like um yeah. it's got spinning platforms on it research towers a bunch of smaller buildings around you got these nice beachy sands plenty plenty of those uh you know jump what what are they not jump towers what are they called now launch cannons. launch, launch cannons. cannons thank you all, you know all over the place 
um, bridges coming in, like so many different ways to get in and out of this area with a ton, a ton of indoor and outdoor areas to fight here. This is going to be, this is going to be a sweaty place. It is. And it's got the high ground around it. Like Skulltown did. It's got, you know, everything you need as far as loot. It looks like it's loot rich. Oh, absolutely. Um, so it, it, and it's, and it's got the vibrant colors. It's got all the new stuff that you want to see the palm trees, the water, um, all the buildings, the rusted buildings, uh, um, overall a great look and area for this. And it's, it really is situated in a great area. It's, it's in the South part of the map. Um, and it leads to a lot of the bigger areas as well. The next area we actually see is kind of like, um, what is that place called on Kings Canyon that Caustic loves to go through? What, what is that? Called? Oh, oh, the, um, ah, not the dam. No, no. What's no, it? it's, um, debt gummit. Yeah. I, I, I drop there all the time. Hold what on. Don't, 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 don't. Oh God. Hold on. We I can't got do this. this. I got this. I got this. I, got, I land there all the time and I make jokes about it every time I land there. What? Oh my God. And this is like one of the best parts of Kings Canyon. Oh whenever you get to go God. through it, um, but to continue on, this is exactly what command centers like, right? Command center has a area that comes in through doors to the, from the West. It has an area from the South where you come in through doors and it looks like it has a path that comes from the North. So it's not necessarily completely like the area that we're trying to describe that we can't figure out the name because we are people that forget and normal people like everybody else. Bunker. Um, bunker. Yeah. Bunker. So it's exactly, it's, this is the said, bunker. Damn. I'm an idiot. Bunker. <laughs> This is the bunker of this map, right? And it, it looks exactly like, you know, you described, this is an underground area, rocks, loot. Um, I don't really understand what's going on in this bunker. It looks pretty neat. With, uh, yeah, very open. Uh, definitely, this is one area where if you're a caustic, if you're a defense character, this will be kind of your area um, as you push through the mountain. And I bet this will become an arena map. Yeah, and it says it's protected by one of the like the longest zip lines in Apex games to date. That what does sounds that awesome. Even mean so it's got to be like hidden. It just the only way is just up on top of this mountain or something, man. Who knows? I, it looks dope though. So this might be become the next bunker. Uh, the next big area that we see is the antenna, and this is actually the gameplay trailer of Ash. This is where you saw that, um, I believe, is they were fighting below the antenna here and she was able to get to the top. I think that's where this was. Um, but this is just a gigantic antenna, right? That's got high ground, middle ground, low ground, everything you could ever want. Um, you definitely don't want to get stuck up coming up out of the antenna as the, uh, people come in from the high ground. Um, it'll be interesting. One of the characters that I would love to see how they play here is Pathfinder. Yes. The verticality and even Ash, right. And horizon, all these characters that allow you to gain height. This it reminds me, it reminds me a lot of capacitor on Kings Canyon. So put that yeah. in your mind. It really has that vibe to it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It, and it looks great. looks like a cool area. Yeah. I like the, the trees and everything and those big rocks. Yeah. Yeah. And then one of the prettiest places, but also one of the dirtiest looking places is checkpoint. So checkpoint is suspended over a dense forest. It has different checkpoints that allow you to engage in intense fights. Um, and then it has a platform on top. It's almost uh, like the area in Kings Canyon, um, just south of one of the towers. I forget where what it's called. You do you have the Kings Canyon map pulled up? You talking about swamps? No, the one that's uh, the other tower coming out from artillery. 
what's that area called? Oh, crash um, site. Yeah. Uh, well, no, the other area containment. that's down in the containment. There you, there you go. go. There you go. We, it's get, almost we did like it. A containment we did it. Is. We're, we're doing better, right? We're so good at this. We're so good. Very <laughs> great. Uh, but then it has the great flowers on top. It looks like a cool rusted area. I think yeah. it's really, really. Well, and th- I really like, cause everything is always clean and neat in apex. Right. So I really mm-hmm. dig that. We're going to get these like dirty, rusty looking buildings. Um, just kind of a, you know, a different, I'm, I'm all about visuals. Especially, apex is a very pretty game. So anything that changes that up and especially having that, all that rust with like a waterfall mm-hmm. behind it, these gorgeous trees, artistically gorgeous. Yeah. And then the next one is actually another cool area. It's called lightning rod. And so one of the things you'll notice about the map is elevation change, right? As you go from the South West point of the map, all the way to the Northeast portion of the map, it's a giant upward scale, right? And at the very tip of this is two places, one called high point, um, which is just a little town, but then one of the biggest POIs, which is lightning rod, which is this giant lightning. um, That's you can just see the lightning hitting it and it kind of taking in that in. And it looks like kind of an area that would be open fighting, um, but also you have your verticality where the um, lightning is actually coming into it. It looks pretty, pretty, pretty neat. So. Yeah. And it looks very barren compared to the rest of the map. I like that depending where you are, like just how everything looks is very different. You don't have the blue, pretty water, the grass, the trees. It's just rocks, dirt, some roads. And then, you know, that a lot of verticality over there to fight in. Yeah. And then, I mean, it just, it looks great. And one of the biggest areas as far as, uh, you know, scale goes, I think, um, and this is probably the last one we're going to talk about is Stormcatcher. Stormcatcher is just like, it looks almost like a giant Stargate portal to me. Yes. uh, That just isn't finished yet, or maybe was, uh, you know, up and going at one point and now has failed. And so you have that at this very high position and then up and you have to go uphill to get there. And there's the coolest thing about this is with the low ground below it, you actually have a launch cage and that will launch you over that low ground. So it's pretty neat, pretty neat. Looking. And that hill is, I think we'll probably one of the steepest hills we've seen in the game going down from that. that I mean, that is steep, but, and the big thing here is there's like, you know, it's, it says here, it's all about close quarters, combat, close quarters, combat. And yeah, it looks like once you get inside, it's just think of like downtown in um, world's edge, right? How some of those buildings mm-hmm. work. And that's, it feels a lot like that here. Yeah. And for me, it's also almost like, you know, the, di- the, the, the place between artillery and crash site. Look there. I was able to talk all places without, I did it right. It kind of looks like that little, you know, that place right there in between those that you would have to fight to get through. So this is definitely probably going to be a choke point that you have to get through. Um, and coming up to it is going to be dangerous depending on what kind of snipers you're going to see. Um, and depending on where the ring closes, you know, and there's a bunch of other areas. There's 17 total, right? You have North pad, you have the mill, you have Shipfall, you have Canedo Cave, you have the Wall, you have High Point, you have Thunderwatch, Cascade Falls, Launch Site, Fish Farms, Gale Station, um, and a bunch of other points that you're going to be able to learn um, with this map. And of course, one of the things that we wanted to do was provide you with some details about this map. Um, so basically, this map took about two years of design work and case and a close study of play in public. 
Um, that's what I think Rodney Reese, who designed this map and World's Edge, said. Mm-hmm. And this was a this is a map that was created where people can go in and make hundreds of micro decisions um, and talk about uh, that t- you know micro decisions based upon third party encounters, optimal loot flow, uh, combat engagement. So this map is definitely a much larger map than we've seen before. We actually it's actually fifteen percent bigger than world's edge. And one of the things I want to do is we had crazy from our community. He said so far, so for everything I'm getting about this map, they say it's 15% more playable space than any other map. And so the geographic choke points in the map may not be as severe as everything is bigger, but the flank routes I was anticipating, anticipating also seem less viable as it's more distance to cover. Now, what do you all think would be better to have a smaller map with multiple choke access routes or a bigger map so that the chokes are larger, but now the flanks will be harder. Honestly, I think that with the, with the response to Kings Canyon, since all the the larger maps have been added Olympus and world's edge, we need larger maps. Yeah, that's exactly what this is. I don't, I don't think that we need a smaller map. We saw with Kings Canyon, the chokes there, it's not what people want to play anymore. It's old, it's stale. Um, the pros don't like it because you just can't. The loot sucks there. The uh, rotations are harder. Everything's very condensed. Yeah. So that's really that. That's my answer to the question. I don't know if you have anything to elaborate on, but yeah. The the big thing I just wanted to mention with, with his question is you talked about you know like a lot of the choke points he was looking at made all the flink options. He he was looking at kind of obsolete, and how it it'll be harder to get around the map. But I think the big thing that they looked at that right is the 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 big thing here is the gravity cannons and how many of them are on the map it's mm-hmm. it's a lot more playable space but there's going to be you know more vehicles that spawn on the map you got the gravity cannons the gravity cannons like every 12 feet it's not that many but there's a ton of them on this map so your ability to get around is not going to be hampered at all so i i really as as big as it is and how many choke points there are, it's going to be a lot of different ways to flank, move around, hold positions. I think it'll play out very well. And one of the things you see here that's different than like Kings Canyon, Kings Canyon, there's often one path for a choke point on this map. A lot of the choke points have two paths. It's in pairs of two. So if you have a rock, if you're going between one place for another, there's often a rock, another rock in the middle of them, and then a rock on the other side. And so you can take two paths. Now, one of the things that we did see is that in most of the chokes, a majority of the chokes, you have PVE waiting there for you. Um, And that can be a problem. And, you know, we're seeing counts of 11 scan beacons, nine tridents, 25 respawn points, and 25 different nests around the map. And a lot of these are, you know, not only in open areas or by respawns, but they're they're The majority of them are actually in the chokes. Oh, yeah. It's pretty scary. It's, uh, it's going to be, it's going to make rotation pretty hard. You're, if you're not a fan of PVE, you are not going to be too happy about this map. Well, and with that though, like most of it seems like it's, it's on the player to trigger the thing happening. So if PVE is not your thing, I mean, you just skip around it, you know? Yeah, most, most definitely. Um, and then the last thing about the map, and I think this is the last thing we're going to cover is the fact that it's just opposite of world's edge, right? With world's edge, yeah. we see a lot of lava. Uh, we see a lot of fire and things like that. Um, with this one, we see a lot of water and it's a tropical Island. It makes sense. Um, so thank God 
we're away from the lava. I know. <laughs> right. You can just walk places. Maybe we'll get slowed down, but you're not going to die from falling off something. Yeah. So thank God we're, we're away from that. Um, it'll be a, a, a new, fresh look for Apex. It'll be fun and exciting. Um, and some of the other stuff that we're going to be covering in the future, in the future episodes, is whenever we do finally get to see this Ash Skins and, uh, you know, the different leaks that are coming as far as like Holiday Bash, what other skins we might see, um, anything that can be like that. You know, of course, everybody wants to see the swimsuit skins, but unfortunately, it just doesn't look like that's going to happen there. Fun. Damn, I'm not going to get my swimsuit Ash skin. Mm, no. Damn it. Um, Damn it. But I did want to end the in the podcast by showing some love to someone who doesn't get much love. And that's Watson here. We do. We did see that Watson's heirloom was leaked and she will be most likely the next one to get the heirloom. Um, why don't you go ahead and describe us what that heirloom looks like as we give Watson. Some yeah. It's interesting. Folks. You said someone who doesn't get a lot of love and then you look, look at this and you go, maybe she's still not getting a lot of love. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not it, the best. It looks like a big ass scanner that used to, you know, price tag shit at target in the nineties <laughs> with, with a big scissor antennas on the front. Um, so how that's going to work as an heirloom? No idea. I mean, it, it, I mean, it fits her style, her, you know, how, how, how she works, but I don't know, maybe fences are faster. I don't know, but, uh, I don't. yeah, it literally looks like a really bulky scanner with a big mm-hmm. keypad on it, some etch-a-sketch knobs and some uh, scissors <laughs> coming out the front for antennas <laughs> and they rotate. They, and they, they, rotate, they rotate. Yeah. This looks like something a scientist would just throw together because they're, they don't really know what else to do with themselves. Well, it could be a cool animation while you're throwing fences down. She's all spinning that thing around while you're doing stuff, but I don't know, man. I, my, my biggest thing with it is that as the, the little scissory thingies, as you said, as they <laughs> spin, thingies, yeah. as long as they have some kind of like blue electric glow, oh, yeah. that makes it interesting. I'm cool with it. But yeah. as far as like what, as far as the heirlooms we've seen, it is different, but it is different's uh, a word. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So Watson, let's hope you get some love in the future. Agreed. Uh, and we're, we're just glad that you're getting an heirloom because we definitely won't see much play from you <laughs> um, since your pylon is still broken. Apparently is what the leaks have shown. So, all right, well, let's go ahead and close up the show. This has been a very long one. Yeah. Well, there's so much to cover, man. Yeah. I mean, usually you'd see shows like this get cut in two weeks, but we're only doing a bi-weekly here. So we're just trying to get it all done. Absolutely. Right? So, man. Uh, so with that, of course, we thank you for listening, right? Thank you for, uh, you know, hearing our voices for the last two hours and <laughs> spending time with us. Um, of course, we want you to make sure that you visit our link tree at linktree forward slash BR underscore underscore broadcast, where you'll find our anchor link. I did do it. You did our it. Twitter link. I did it. Our Twitter link, our discord link and our Twitch link. Right. So definitely go follow uh, go to our link tree and find that out. Um, of course, the best way to reach us is Discord. But why don't you go ahead and give us your social media FUD? Yeah, uh, I'm Elmer FUD. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all those places at Elmer FUD Games Double M Double D. Um, yeah, add me on Origin, Elmer FUD, where the L is a one, still with a double M and the double D. Legitly add me. I am desperately looking for more people to play Apex with. I want to play this game with you. 
please add me, hit me up. I'm usually on much later than most people on mountain time. So my normal getting on after kids are in bed is usually when everyone else on the East coast is in bed. So if that's you hit me up, let's do it. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and with me, I don't have the double D, um, but I've got like the double chin, if that, that works fine, but it's covered by the beard. You don't, you don't No, nah, man. You've been dropping weight like crazy. I've been trying. I've been trying, you've but been you succeeding. can find me. Yeah, I have. I've almost down, almost down 15 pounds in the last, since we started, actually started it the week we started the show. See, so, dude, look at you. Hey, let's go. So, uh, you know, you can find me on Twitter at GOC or just simply by going to the broadcast and apex legends podcast, uh, Twitter. Um, you can find me on Twitch at BR underscore broadcast. That's also the show's broadcast, uh, or the show's Twitter. Sorry. We're, it's so far. Late <laughs> yeah, I'm, you're good. You're good. Uh, we got origin at mash underscore geo steam at geo YouTube at geo gaming, Instagram at GOC. And then finally the best way to reach me is discord mm. at geo number four, five, seven, four. And lastly, we would just like to remind you to please share the show with your friends We are so excited for what's happening. We are already listed as number four when you search Apex Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep listening and make sure you rate and review the podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice so that we can pop up and more people can hear from us. And with that, I think that we will see you next time on broadcast. Bye. Bye.